Stop wasting time searching for deals on the guns and gear you want. Let Gundelio do the work for you. Download Gundelio for free, enable notifications, and start saving. You'll find hot deals, exclusive offers, and more. Trigger the deals. Gundelio. With you, Tom Gresham, it's Gun Talk. If you'd like to be a part of this mess, <laughs> give me a call, 866-TALK-GUN. Also, you know, we'd like to give stuff away around here, and we have a new giveaway going. We're calling it the Stuff the Stocking Giveaway. Giving away stuff from Ruger DeSantis and Guns.com, nine grand prize winter, winners. You go to GunTalk.com slash win. One winner is going to receive a Ruger Light Rack LCP2 and 22 long rifle. Somebody else is going to receive the Ruger 10-22 carbine rifle. Four winners are going to receive a $250 gift certificate to, to DeSantisHolster.com. And then three more are going to win a $250 gift certificate to Guns.com. It's a cool deal. So, uh, GunTalk.com slash win. I've been talking a bit about the ramifications, the effects, the guaranteed results on the election of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. They promised us gun control. They promised us gun bans. They weren't kidding. Somebody who knows a lot about that joins us right now, Mark Oliver from uh, uh, NSSF, the National Shooting Sports Foundation. Mark, no one should be surprised at the selections Biden is making for his cabinet and for all these offices, should they? No, Tom, not at all. They shouldn't be. I appreciate you having me on the show. I think it really kind of goes back to, if we look back to 2019, on the debate stage during the Democratic primaries, Joe Biden stood on that stage and he wagged his finger and he said, the firearm manufacturers are the enemy. Now, that's a, that's a really bold statement, Tom. I, I know I'm not alone. I'm, I'm a veteran. I'm a retired Marine. I, I know that our our industry is full of veterans, and we're folks who took an oath of service to our nation. When I retired, I was never relieved of that oath. My oath is still to defend the Constitution of the United States of America against all enemies, foreign and domestic. He called me the enemy. He called our industry the enemy. Now, we're the industry that provides the firearms for, for you and I to exercise our Second Amendment freedoms, but we're also the industry that provides the firearms for our military. And we're also the industry that provides firearms for our police. Right. So I think if we see, we see a pattern here that we have a president-elect who sees the people who provide the essential freedoms of America as the enemy of America. That's kind of a big shift in the way that our elected leadership is looking at our industry. You know, and I want to connect the dots here, Mark. He declares the firearms industry to be the enemy and that is not just empty rhetoric, because there is a plan to destroy the enemy. And the plan is really, really simple. It is the repeal of the Protection and Lawful Commerce and Arms Act. And that would, in one stroke of the pen, and I'm not overstating this at all, do away with gun making in this country. Am I overstating this, do you think? Not at all. And that, we need to understand, the Protection of Lawful Commerce and Arms Act was signed into law by President Bush, but it was passed overwhelmingly in a bipartisan fashion, both through the House of Representatives and through the Senate. There was widespread agreement that 
suing a manufacturer of a firearm for the for the criminal acts committed by an individual, it makes as much sense as suing Ford for for the crimes committed by drunk driving and having killed somebody by drunk driving acts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't make sense at all, and, and it really opens up Pandora's box when you start to do that. But that is exactly what they want to do. Activist lawyers, previous to PLCAA being enacted, were on a campaign to, to bleed the industry dry through litigation, and they're trying to do that again, as we've seen over here in the past week with, with the lawsuits that Smith & Wesson is fighting back against. Uh, we're seeing that attempt again. We're seeing activist lawyers, activist groups funded by very deep pockets trying mm-hmm. to come after the industry because they don't like what we do. And I mean, and make no mistake, I, I'm not sure people fully comprehend when I say their goal is to completely shut down every gun maker in America. And people say, well, they couldn't do that. And I guess I always tell them they could do that overnight. I'm not exaggerating. This one law, and let me explain how this happens. Mark, jump in here and make sure that I'm right. Basically, my thought is if they get rid of the protection that this law gives gun makers, and, and I want to make sure people understand, this doesn't mean you can't hold a gun maker liable if the the company makes a defective product or acts illegally or sells guns illegally or violates the law. All those things That's are still exactly on the table, right? right? But it's Exactly right. None of those... None of those protections of, of the PLCAA uh, apply to a manufacturer if there's an egregious offense, if they are liable for a defective product, if, if something that they're making, if they're lying about the way that that's working, yes, they can still be held accountable. But it doesn't allow someone to go after a manufacturer and sue them because somebody else committed a crime with their product. If, if someone were to take a, a baseball bat, and bludgeon someone to death, it doesn't mean that you can go back and sue Louisville Slugger for that. And that's, and the, that's really what it comes down to. It really does. And the, to put a fine point on it, the design for this, the purpose for getting rid of this, the purpose for filing these suits, and they've not been bashful about it at all. They've actually said, our goal is to completely destroy, to shut down gun making in the United States. And here's how it works. As soon as that were to happen, and a gun maker loses a lawsuit where a court says, you are now financially responsible for the criminal misuse of your product, that company can't get insurance anymore, and without insurance, they must shut down. And when that happens, no other gun company would be able to get insurance, and they would all have to shut down. This would happen, like, before the end of the week, it would happen so fast. It would be a cascading effect. You're absolutely right, Tom. But I think it's important, too, is not just the PLCAA that they're looking at. They're right. looking at a multiple multiple ways of, of attacking what they see as a problem, and that is you being able to exercise your Second Amendment rights. They're looking at that through multiple lenses. How can they get at it from every angle? And one of those was their nomination of Attorney General Javier Becerra out of California. Right. Now, they're oh, yeah. nominating him to be the Secretary of Health and Human Services. Aside from the fact that uh, A.G. Becerra has no health experience whatsoever, you have to ask yourself, well, why would they want to do this? Now, understand, Javier Becerra is also behind lawsuits to protect uh, California's uh, modern sporting rifle ban that they have in place, their so-called assault weapons ban. He's also trying to defend their magazine ban. He's also right. still trying to defend... The background checks to purchase ammunition, which we saw how how flawed that was when it was rolled out, and then all those are, are working their way up through the through the Ninth Circuit. 
But you've got to ask yourself, why would they want to do this? Well, I think we can look at what's happening with the current pandemic. We've seen governors, and we've seen attorneys general, we've seen uh, mayors uh, just rolling back your civil rights, rolling back your freedoms. We've seen the Supreme Court slap down Governor Cuomo and Governor Newsom over your ability to go to church. They were telling you you couldn't go practice your religion your freedom of religion to worship your creator as you saw fit. Because they had declared a health emergency on the basis of a declared health emergency, we are going to strip you of your constitutional rights. Exactly, Tom. So what happens when a new secretary comes in for Health and Human Services and says, gun violence is a health health emergency, and we need to do something about it now? What are they going to do when they start to look at that and start to say, well, we have to clamp down on this right because it's a health emergency? They've gotten away with so much during this pandemic mm-hmm. that there were set a pattern now that's very concerning to us as gun owners and us as the industry. You know, and it's and it's not just Becerra. We have other nominees here. You know, we've got uh, doctors at uh, Vivek Murthy uh, being possibly the uh, Surgeon General, and we've got uh, somebody with a known history of being anti-gun comes in as a Surgeon General, doing exactly what you're talking about, which would be declaring guns to be a national health emergency and then say we must take emergency action on this and yeah we're just going to have to put aside the bill of rights and the second amendment you're exactly right tom and and on our point to all of this and the reason the industry works so hard to make sure that uh, manufacturers distributors and retailers ranges were all listed under the department of homeland security's essential uh, industries list was because there is no pandemic clause in the Constitution. Your rights existed before this pandemic, they exist during this pandemic, and they will exist when this pandemic is over. It it goes right through it. It doesn't stop. But we see people who are trying to use this emergency, what's going on right now, to make fundamental changes to the way we exercise our freedoms in America, and not just change the way that, that we practice those, but take them away completely. And it's very concerning. You know, and really... the. I'm looking at them. The Democrats have the White House and they have the House. Our kind of our one position right now, total focal point, is winning these races in Georgia in the Senate so that the Republicans can have control of the Senate so that you have at least one way that you can stop these kind of actions. You're exactly right. And and that's why uh, NSSF has been putting a lot of effort into the gun vote program to make sure that people understand what they're risking when they're going to the ballot box in this election and this runoff uh, on January 5th. Really, uh, Senator Leffler and Senator Perdue are that firewall to make sure that all this bad legislation we already saw come through the House of Representatives once, and we know it'll come through again in this next Congress, it will stop if we have a uh, Republican-led Senate. And, and, and Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is able to let those die at his doorstep and, and protect our rights. That's the only thing stopping it. Without that, fundamental changes to our government and your freedoms are going to go out the window. Yeah, and for those who don't know, the gun vote uh, action uh, has put a lot of money into the races and with good effect, actually. You know, the, uh, the Democrats lost huge in the House. They lost a whole bunch of seats more than likely they're going to lose the House next time around, two two years from now. A lot of that's from getting out the vote, educating voters, and then making sure they get out and vote. And that's really what needs to be happening right now in Georgia. And, Mark, one of the things I keep hearing is people are saying, well, you know, um, the election was rigged, the votes weren't counted, yada, yada. So there's just no point in even going out and voting. That may be the dumbest thing I've heard ever. 
you're talking me right. You can't throw your hands in the air and say, the, the game is rigged and we're done. If, if you want to win, you've got to be on the playing field. So you've got to be involved. You've got to roll your sleeves up and get busy. Get yourself to the voting booth in Georgia. If you are a Georgia voter, if you're a Georgia resident, get there and vote. And not only get there and vote, take somebody with you. Make sure that they're voting too. Remind them of what's at risk in this election. As a Marine, you know, you don't surrender till you win, and then you don't have to surrender, right? You never surrender. Keep fighting. <laughs> Always fight. Keep fighting all the time. Mark, thank you so much for spending some time here. I want to send people to uh, NSSF.org for more information on what the organization does. It's a great group. We appreciate the time, time, Tom, and it's always great talking to you. Thank you. All right. You take care. All right. 866-TALK-GUN. Question for you. What are you willing to do? What are you willing to do for gun rights? And it's time for us to make some personal, individual changes in our behavior and our level of commitment. I have some thoughts on that. But I also would like to get your thoughts of what do you think we need to be doing as we go forward? 866-TALK-GUN. For more than 70 years, Timney Triggers has been enhancing the shooter's experience. Whether it's a local competition, a day at the range, or even the hunt of a lifetime, setting the standard in aftermarket triggers, Timney is now producing more than 170 models of triggers for bolt-action rifles, shotguns, AR rifles, and semi-automatic rifles. Proudly made in the USA since 1946. Find your new trigger at TimneyTriggers.com. When someone leaves you their gun collection, you may want a few, but what do you do with the rest? How do you sell them? Who do you call? Well, I call Johnny Dury at Dury's Guns. Whether you're selling one gun or 500, they'll tell you what it's worth and write you a check. Simple, quick, easy, fair. I trust Dury's Guns. Give them a call. Dury'sGuns.com. Attention, mountain and western big game hunters. Experience Sheep Week, January 11th through 16th, virtually. Seminars, auctions, and hundreds of exhibits, plus chances to win a sheep or other big game hunt, 17 in all, including a drawing for a Sonoran Desert bighorn hunt for all registered attendees. Funds raised support the Wild Sheep Foundation and its purpose of putting and keeping wild sheep on the mountain. Sign up today at sheepweek.org. From plinking and competition to home or personal defense, the Ruger PC Carbine, chambered in both 9mm and 40 SW, offers interchangeable magwells for use with both Ruger and Glock magazines. The PC Carbine features a light, crisp trigger pull, easy takedown action, and a reversible mag release and charging handle for right or left handed control. Available in 17 round or 10 round options. Find your PC Carbine at Ruger.com. comes uh, this week. Smith & Wesson has filed a lawsuit against New Jersey, specifically the New Jersey Attorney General, Grewell. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Um, here's what's going on. The Attorney General has issued subpoenas 
at Smith and Wesson and other gun companies. What do you think? What do you think he's looking for? The subpoenas are seeking information on Smith and Wesson's marketing. They're advertising. They're online activities, their magazine ads. Why would the Attorney General of New Jersey want to know about marketing? Well, it's clearly a fishing expedition. And it's a form of what is being called law or lawfare, like warfare, but through law. And what's interesting is that uh, Grewell, I believe it's pronounced, he specifically hired a law firm named Paul Weiss, Rifkin, Wharton, and Garrison with an eye to target gun manufacturers. The firm's also, it's a counsel for a little-known coalition called FACT, F-A-C-T, which is comprised of anti-gun litigators from Giffords, Brady, and other gun control groups. They say FACT's mission is to, quote, craft creative legal strategies, close quote, to advance the gun control agenda and, at the moment, going after gun manufacturers for their advertising is seen as a tactic with a lot of potential. They want to see what they're saying in their ads. Specifically, are you saying that people are better off with guns? Are you saying that people are safer with guns? Are you saying that untrained people would be safer by having guns. And by doing so, are you endangering people? They're using tax dollars to try to destroy the gun companies. And so Smith and Wesson said, yeah, no, we're not going to respond to the subpoena. And here's your lawsuit, dude. We'll see what we can do with that. Hey, on line two, we got David who has called us out of New Mexico. David, thank you for your patience. Uh, Firearms Owners Protection Act. What are you thinking here? Okay, yeah. Hi, Tom. Yeah, I'm over here in New Mexico, right? And okay, Mike, a little while ago you mentioned uh, registration or gun registry, and that made me think of something, a law, federal law I heard about called the Firearm Owners Protection Act which was passed in 1970 sometime, okay? Actually, it was in 86. My question to you is, you're aware of this act, right? Oh, sure, yeah. Okay, I wonder if you could give me the details of this act and tell me what what the provisions are and if it's being effective in preventing a gun registry and also if there are gun registries either on the state or local level, permanent gun registries, or does this Firearm Owners Protection Act prevent that completely? Well, FOPA does a number of different things. And uh, one thing it did is it says you can't register uh, new uh, machine guns. It stopped machine guns. Basically, you could only own a a machine gun that was made before 1986. That was a bad deal. Okay, that's a bad part of the law. Supposedly, part of Firearms Owners Protection Act, though, is that you can travel with your gun across state lines. And if you're legal where you start and legal where you end up, you're legal where you go through. And that is the federal law, except that some states just simply ignore it. So if you're going to be traveling through, say, New York or Massachusetts with your gun, you could get yourself in serious trouble because the states have basically thumbed their noses at this law, and they put people in jail with that. As far as uh, registration, there are actually a couple of different laws that prevent 
federal registration of guns. Now, understand there's no law that prevents a state from registering guns, not at this point. The problem is, again, you can have a, a law on the books, but if you have a Biden administration that says we don't care, so sue us, you'd have to take it all the way to the Supreme Court to get it shut down. And that is a flip of the coin, whether you're going to win or you're going to lose. So while we have the law on the books that says you can't, they can't have a federal registry of guns, that doesn't mean they can't do it or attempt to do it. And then it's up to us to have to fight basically us because we're using our dollars on both sides of, of the lawsuit like that. Uh, unfortunately, this is one of those laws that at least in some areas has no teeth. It certainly does when it comes to shutting off the uh, ownership of full automatic guns that were made after 86. I wish that were not the case, you know, because there's nothing in the world wrong with owning a machine gun uh, legally. So, but, but that's kind of a quick rundown of FOPA. Okay. Now, okay, so as I understand it, there's a limit, time limit to the amount of time they can keep the registry, and then have, they have to destroy the records every 90 days. Is that true? Well, you're talking, now that's a different deal. This, you're talking about uh, the 4473 forms, which is not a registration deal. Uh, and those records uh, are required to be destroyed. And if you believe that they're not keeping electronic records on stuff like that, you know, I got a bridge in Brooklyn to talk to you about. So whether it's being done or not, I don't know. But yeah, there is provision in the law that the information from the 4473s is not supposed to be retained. That's a different deal. That's not a registration effort. Some would say, oh, it's a formal registration. Okay, okay, but it's not registration. It's not, you got to go down and sign up and, and register your guns. That's a different deal altogether. Registration is, of course, what the Biden administration wants. Not only for your semi-automatic firearms, your rifles, shotguns, and pistols. Yes, semi-automatic pistols, but also for every magazine. Yeah, they want you to register a magazine. There's no serial number on a magazine. So what are they going to do? Require you to actually put a serial number? On each of your magazines? Oh, yeah, they also want you to pay $200 for each one of your magazines. They're not kidding. They're going to try to do it. All right, back with you here. 866-TALK-GUN. I'm Tom Gresham. It's Gun Talk. There you go. If you'd like to be a part of this, give me a holler. We're pretty much open lines if you have something you want to talk about, and especially... I'm in a reflective mood of thinking about we better change some of the things we do if we want to win. We lost the White House in this election. We won back some seats in the House. We're trying to hold on to the Senate. We won in a lot of ways, but not quite as much as we wanted to. And the Biden administration will work really hard to strip away a lot of your constitutional rights as it relates to the Second Amendment. That's a given. They're going to work on this. This is not like, oh, gee, I don't think they can really do. Yes, they're going to do everything they can. And they're sneaky and they're smart. It's a bad combination. It's a dangerous combination. And a lot of it they'll do without going through Congress. They'll do it administratively. They'll do it through Health and Human Services. They'll do it through the Surgeon General's Office. They'll do it through ways that you don't get a vote on. Elections have consequences. Let's talk to Bob for a minute on one out of Springfield, Mo. Hey, Bob, you're up. Hey, uh, my problem is 
that if the Republican Party just sets back and lets everything happen, what's happening right now, with all the evidence that there is, I'm one of the ones that will never, ever vote again. I mean, there's no sense in voting if they're not going to fix the issue. Is there something specifically you're talking about? Like as in what? Well, well, I mean, when you say they're not going to fix the issue, what what is you want the Republican Party to do that they haven't done? Stand up and help Trump and fight and oppose everything and don't let it happen. Well, I mean, it just like just like the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court is just waving it off because they don't want the riots and this and that. We don't care about the riots. If they will, I mean, we will help if we need to 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 get the country back and and keep all that off the streets. I mean, well, this comes down to I mean, we look. We get the government we deserve. If we don't show up, the other side does. Then they get to control things. But we did. No, we did show up. We did, and they took our votes and turned them into Biden votes. Votes. Well, okay. I mean, you know what? You, you can believe that. I, I can believe that. But it doesn't matter. We we didn't we didn't show up enough. We didn't win this one. We didn't turn. They turned rioters into voters. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm saying they're smart to take social action and turn it into active, engaged voters. We turned out a lot of voters. They turned out a lot of voters. But honestly, I don't know that we're as good at it as they are. And we've got to get better. I've got an idea here. And I want to, look, I appreciate the call, sir, but I need to get to this idea because I keep taking, honestly, I get in my own way. Sometimes I take callers when I want to, something I need to say. I've been working on something here. And it's not fully formed. I'm not really exactly sure where to point this thing, where to aim it. But I was running some numbers this morning, just in my head. I was remembering, you remember a number of years ago, uh, I put together a quickie drive just for Gun Talk listeners and members of the Truth Squad, the Gun Talk Truth Squad, people who have agreed to say, I'll get involved. No lie is left in challenge. We challenge every lie we see about guns. We never just shrug and say, well, that's just the way it is. We actually do stuff. That's the Truth Squad. And I put together a quick drive. The NRA needed members. And I said, you know, let's see if we can get some life members, some more life members. And in seven weeks, I worked on this with the NRA just through gun talk, through no other way. We added 17,000 life members to the NRA at a greatly discounted rate of $300. Well, it was $5 million of revenue to the NRA. Yeah, I waived the 20% commission that they usually give. That was a million bucks. I said, no, you guys need that. Of course, that was before I knew the money was going to uh, Wayne Suits. Um, and I'm thinking, you know, what could we do? How many of us are there and what could we do? Here's a thought. Just run the numbers here. Help me out with this, okay? Because this is not fully formed. Could you give five bucks a week? Could could. Almost anybody can buy five bucks a week, $20 a month, $20 a month. It's an interesting number. I mean, you see all these deals, too. only $19.95 a month. Okay, yeah, that's why they're doing it. I'm just going to make it 20 bucks toward the Second Amendment, toward gun rights, toward the fight. 20 bucks a month, 
comes out to $5 a week. Pretty much anybody can find that. I mean, what do we spend five bucks on? We just, anything, a burger. If we had, just pick a number, big old round number, okay? Say we had 100,000 Gun Talk listeners, True Squad members, who each agreed to kick in 20 bucks a month. That's $2 million a month. And that's pretty painless. 20 bucks a month is pretty painless for most people. And a lot of people could put more in, and that's fine. That's $24 million a year. What can we do with that? A lot? Is it enough? No. I mean, Bloomberg has that much falls out of his pockets every morning, you know. But it's a lot. And that's just 100000 If you had a million people do that. Yeah, look, I'm realistic. I understand. You probably can't. There are a great many gun owners out there who thump their chest. They want to complain about this and that and everything else. And right now, I'm just going to tell you, it is a losing proposition to rail about who stole the election or who didn't. That's rear view mirror stuff. The fight's right ahead of us. It's right in front of us. In fact, it's right on top of us. Winning in Georgia is first. And then mounting our forces in the courts, which is where the battle's really going to be right now, which takes tons of money. And then saying, what are we going to do differently? Because, I mean, we could all say, hey, we showed up, we were there, and they stole our votes. Okay. Now what? Does that mean we're going to, I'm never going to support the Republican Party again? Really? That's how we win? I think that's how we surrender. How about we fix it? So I guess just kind of working on this, and, and as I say, it's not fully formed. I haven't quite figured out where do we put this money, where, who does it go to, what do we do with it? I don't know yet. But I just started playing with the numbers and I think, you know, Five bucks a week, you get to keep your guns. Five bucks a week, you get to keep your magazines. Five bucks a week, $20 a month. It's almost like you can't even find that in your budget, I'm thinking. 866, what do you think? 866-TALK-GUN, or just call me a Tom Talk Gun. Would you do that? But more than that, <laughs> what's your sense of others, other gun owners you know, would they get involved? I'm Tom Gresham. We'll be right back. Unmatched modularity, unprecedented accuracy, uncompromising reliability. It's easy to understand why Six Hours P320 is the official sidearm of all branches of the U.S. military. Available in multiple sizes and configurations, including the competition-ready X5 Legion, civilian versions of both the M17, M18, and now the new RXP versions featuring a mounted and zeroed Romeo 1 Pro reflex optic. So it's ready to shoot right out of the box. Six Hours P320. Never settle. Visit GunTalk.com win for your chance to stuff the stockings. Win one of nine grand prizes. The Ruger 1022 carbine, the Ruger Light Rack LCP2 in 22LR, a $250 gift certificate at DeSantisHolster.com, or a $250 gift certificate at Guns.com. 
Enter now through January 1st at guntalk.com slash win. That's guntalk.com slash win. Perhaps more than any other landscape, wetlands embody the life-giving abundance that nature has to offer. And perhaps more than any other organization, Ducks Unlimited is working to ensure that our continent's wetlands not only survive, but thrive for generations well beyond this one. The time is now to band together. The time is now to rescue our wetlands. The new Mark 262 Mod 1C features the exact construction and capability of the U.S. military round. It's available in military ammo cans containing 460 rounds, packaged in 20-round cartons. Each lot is tested at 300 yards. The ammunition must produce groups of 2 inches or less with 10-shot groups. That works out to .64 minute of angle. This documentation is provided within each can. Black Hills Ammunition, the power of performance. with 866-TALK-GUN. Let's see here. Let's go to two. Uh, Kenneth is in Arkansas. Kenneth, you got ammo. Yeah. I got about uh, two boxes of Federal, uh, eight millimeter Mauser, and then I've got some, I guess they're reloads and another box and some other ones. Mm-hmm. If that guy's interested. Well, they won't work in his gun, though, because he doesn't have an eight millimeter Mauser. Ah, okay. He has an 8mm Remington it's Magnum. It's Magnum for him, huh? Yep, it's a completely different cartridge. Although Tom in our, in our studio here, he's got an 8mm Mauser. He says, look, if you're just giving away ammo, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that'd be good. Uh, well, we appreciate that. That's an awfully nice gesture. Uh, but, yeah, the, the two cartridges are, are quite a bit different. The 8 Mauser is a cool cartridge with a lot of interesting history. The 8 Remington Mag was a little bit ahead of its time. Uh, and honestly, the U.S. market has never taken to 8 millimeters like they did to the 7 millimeter for whatever reason. The, the 323 diameter bullet it just didn't do it. It was a cool cartridge, though. It's just so, but I appreciate it. Very nice gesture. Thank you, sir. Uh, Sal is in Waco, Texas on one. Hey, Sal, formulating a plan. What are you thinking here? Well, years ago, I'm an old-timer. Mm-hmm. We used to watch a, a program, a kids program in New York, that was uh, handled by a guy by the name of Sandy Becker. Sandy Becker one day got a bug up his nose, and he went out, sat down on the TV, and he told all the kids out there in TV land to join his club, just run over and get five bucks from their mom and dad and send it to the station's address. Inside of a month, he probably got close to $200,000 of mom's and dad's money, only (laughs) a big farce. I don't know if you remember that. I don't. I don't know that story. That's amazing. Yeah, he got in trouble for that big time from the network. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. But he, he got a lot of money. Well, and that's kind of where I'm going is it's that old deal. You don't get, you know, if you don't ask. And I'm like I say, right now it's just an idea that just popped into my head. And I'm just thinking, you know, I, I guess the question is, and then I would ask you this, Al, is that are gun owners ready to finally make a commitment because I will tell you I you know you know I belong to I you know get all the emails from the every town the gun all the gun band groups and they have 
particularly women, doing phone banks, phone trees. They're working from home. They're making phone calls. They're doing this stuff. They're work. They're getting people out to vote. They're doing, and they're making a difference. And what I see on our side is people going online and bitching at each other, and complaining, and wondering where's the NRA and why aren't they doing it? Or my group is more pure, which is one of the things that really sets me off. And yes, I'm talking about you, GOA, when you talk about we're the only no compromise group. Well, I'll get into that in a second, but you know, 80% is better than zero. And we had people who said this in this election, and I appreciate the call, Sal. We had people in this election who said, you know, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, bump stock, bump stock. I'm not going to vote for him. Really? He was probably about an 80%er on guns. He wasn't 100%. There were some things he wasn't good on. So, because he wasn't a hundred percent, he wasn't a total no compromise guy. We gave up on eighty percent. We got zero percent. We got Biden. When it comes to gun rights, he's a zero percenter. Can somebody tell me the logic in that? Can somebody tell me how getting zero is better than eighty eight percent? We are going to have to fight like mad to hold on to our gun rights now because Biden and crew are in. And they promised, they made promises, they made commitments, and the gun ban industry is coming to them now and saying, it is time for you to pay off. We were there for you. The Bloombergs, the Everytown, the Moms Demand, the Giffords, we turned out our people for you for gun bans, and we expect you to pay off. This is the fight we have in front of us right now. This is the battle. So what do we do? We've got to change something. We can't keep doing what we're doing. And have our people get upset and mad because, and I will just say, I think any group out there who says, you know, we're the the only no compromise group out there, then you're idiots. You you won't take an 80% win? That's dumb. Even a 50% win, you take the win and then you come back and get 50% and then you come back and get 50%. That's what these guys have been doing for the last 50 years. They know they can't ban all the guns at once, but they go take a little bit, take a little bit, take a little bit. It's a long-term plan. And I don't, I honestly don't know, having looked at this for this long, I don't know if gun owners will say, okay, yeah, I'm in for 20 bucks a month, 100,000 of us, 500,000 of us, a million of us. You get a million people to do that, 20 bucks a month, we win. Period. Simple. Done. Easy for to say it. Could we get people to do it? I don't know. I also have some thoughts as we head into the new year. I'm going to give you those when we come back. There are some things that we learned and some things we better learn. Be right back. All right, I got a couple of things I need to talk about here. Our wrap up for 2020. Next week, I'm going to. The staff is going to be taken off for Christmas. We're going to run a great recorded show. This will be my last chance to talk with you this year. What do we learn this year, the year 2020? We learned, well, let's see, family matters, our family. <laughs> Hugging is important, and it's quickly missed when we can't hug. 
we learned that a third-party vote often elects the candidate you least want to get elected. We turned that turning your back on an 80% solution, i.e. Trump, can get you a 0% solution, i.e. Biden. We are reminded that this fight will go on forever. We don't just win on gun rights and then we can relax. This is a commitment. It's a $20 a month, whatever your commitment is. It's a, what are you going to do this week? Did you do something this week for gun rights? This week, every, every week, constantly, every week. It needs to be a part of who you are. When somebody says, who are you? I am a gun rights warrior. We must be doing that. We are reminded that the gun banners never give up and they never go away. And that if we don't fight this constantly, we will lose. We also learned that the echo chamber of the internet often misleads, misdirects, misinforms, and encourages people to puff up on the no compromise platform and then to lose. But boy, you sure do feel good and important in your chat rooms. We're reminded, this is important now, we're reminded that the NRA is important and it is missed. It was missed in this election. It may have been the difference. Its participation in this election this year, the 2020 election, was very, very much smaller than it's been before. At least partly, maybe largely, to the distraction, to the financial shenanigans of Wayne LaPierre and his cronies. Wayne LaPierre must go. And any board member, listen to this, any NRA board member who's not actively working for removing LaPierre needs to resign. We also reminded that and learned that alternate gun rights groups are vital. Second Amendment Foundation and the Firearms Policy Coalition, they're getting it done in the courts. And we need to learn to avoid the pretension of no compromise promises. That whole no compromise deal, that's a marketing slogan just designed to get your money. We also learned that when pushed, stressed, and forced to look at reality, Americans decide to provide their own protection. Eight million people bought their first gun this year. They changed from being non-gun owners to gun owners. Why? Riots, defund the police, COVID, uncertainty. We better take care of ourselves, honey. When pushed, people will provide their own protection. People want good police services, and they reject the idiotic calls to cut back on police forces. We also reminded, or maybe relearned, the mainstream media is incredibly powerful, and it eagerly, eagerly will mislead and misinform and slant what the public hears in order to design our society to fit their fantasies. Do not underestimate this factor. And we also learned that the just-in-time is a bad plan for getting your ammo. Remember this when it is available again. You want to be stocking up. Don't be figuring that the gun, the gun store is going to be your warehouse. And we had learned that getting involved is not optional. We all must make this fight a part of our lives. As we head to 2020 or 2021, thank goodness 2020 is hitting the rearview mirror. We all need to start thinking about what are we going to do differently? How are we going to be involved? What's our commitment? Hug your family. Have a great Christmas holiday. Thank you for being part of the Gun Talk family. Thanks for signing up for the True Squad. Join us at guntalk.com. You can sign up there for the, the newsletter. Be safe. Check your six. 
lock your doors. Have a Merry Christmas. We'll see you on the backside.